0: Hi everyone, welcome to Unscaled. It's Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler. Welcome back. Glad to. I yeah, I missed you. I missed your your humor, your grace, those that beautiful way you cough when you're coming out of the pool. Uh, all those things. Hope you're having a great summer. <laughs> this show's already we're already headed in a weird direction. Uh, you know what? We have lots of fun and interesting news if you've never joined us before this is a travel show i know you might have landed on you know on here by accident but now that you're here stick around for a while we got some weird and fun news not only from las vegas but across the state and across the world and uh you know we're going to have fun doing it especially today uh i usually have a uh, you know i try to change my co-host up from now you know every now and then uh usually it's my guy mp he's on assignment he's touring with black box Uh, you know, (laughs) having some fun during the summer today is very interesting because I have, uh, well, she's an author, uh, writing all kinds of beautiful romance books, children's books, uh, but not children's romance books. No, but
1: don't mix those two,
0: but she's also my beautiful, loving wife, Amy Long, What's up baby? how you doing?
1: I am good. I'm happy to be here
0: Oh, you looking good girl? Oh
1: well, thank you all right
0: all right uh this is the first time we've ever co-hosted together
1: It is We've talked about it, but it's just never happened. I yeah. think we value our marriage too much <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> true you know if uh if you don't come back after this one, I understand number one <laughs> you you have to put it with me all the time, and you know what goes on when we record shows and things like that but I'm really happy you're here. This is a first and I think we're going to have fun. In fact, I know we're going to have fun.
1: I hope so. And after this,
0: I'll bring you to go get some, you know, yogurt or something like Mm, that.
1: Do love my yogurt. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope you do. You know, yogurt is a a wonderful thing. You know, we indulge all the time. Um, you know, it's not wonderful. I don't, I didn't know how to segue that (laughs) right, (laughs) right now. The weight. For US passports is, is like, uh, it's basically COVID times for the US passport, like the immigration center, the, the people that, that, uh, process these, these passports. Do you remember how long it took for us? And, and we have two adult children and, uh, but we got theirs, I, was it during COVID?
1: We got both of theirs during COVID, yes. Um, so we had ours before COVID and, I did not expedite either and we had them relatively quickly. I would say in about five to six, six ish weeks. Um, for our daughter, even hers was first during COVID. It didn't take too long. They were estimating, I think around 10 to 12 weeks and hers came in probably about seven or eight.
2: Mm-hmm. Our
1: sons did take a little bit longer, but we, the thing we did was we looked out about a year in advance and decided if we were going to be taking any international travel. And when we thought, yes, this may happen, we went ahead and made sure everyone in the family had a passport. So just in case there were any issues, we weren't up against a deadline. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people are running into now with these three and four and five month waits just to get their application process.
0: Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's a story that came down just a couple of days ago through the associated press uh talking about just the wait times i mean and it's going on the, the normal wait times between 7 and 11 weeks right now it's going on for months there's mm-hmm. no uh real no guarantee of when uh these things are going to be processed and they're dealing with get this 500,000 passport applications uh, every single week
1: that's ridiculous
0: <laughs> the main culprit they're saying is covid which is amazing we just told we just told our situation i mean it, it we were actually very surprised mm-hmm. that we got our passports back as quickly as we did i think what you know doing our own personal stuff what had happened with us is it was the process of getting an interview like getting into the actual post office to right get these things done what workaround did we use with our daughter?
1: We, so we ended up going onto to the passport site that lists out all of the locations. Yeah. And we found the closest location within basically a four to six hour drive. Mm-hmm. And we just booked the first appointment they had. So I ended up driving with her uh, about two hours away to do her application interview um, but that was still about a three or four week wait from when we put in the request. So I think if you're open to to other avenues of getting your passport, you may be able to get it faster. But if you're just going a traditional route of filling out the paperwork and sending it in, um, that's what's taking people longer. Because I believe you don't have to meet someone in person to do this, but um, it goes through more channels if you are not doing it face-to-face.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, The uh, U.S. officials are blaming the epic wait times, of course, on COVID, but the lingering pandemic-related staffing uh, shortages, a common theme in a lot of places, that's left the uh, passport agency flooded with a record-busting, like I said, 500,000 applications a week. And it's on track to top last year's 22 million passports issued. That's a lot of That's passports. An
1: unbelievable amount of passports. I mean, I think I saw on here, it said that the percentage of Americans with passports is almost 250%, which is more than we've ever seen before. I think the average has been around 25 or 30% for the last, what, decade or so? So yeah. it shows, I think coming out of COVID, more, more Americans are wanting to get out and see the world. Um, So I guess the question is, what's the government going to do about this?
0: On one hand, I get it. I'm excited uh, because that was probably one of my biggest calls into this career is that seeing that number uh, a few years ago, it was like something in the neighborhood of 60% of Americans never got their passport. And now in that, I don't know, roughly last year, Five to seven years or so it's jumped up to fifty percent. I mean, and ten percent is a huge, huge raise and that number and everything, so I'm glad people are wanting to get up and get out i'm I mean, you could tell the uh with flights the flight prices going up, hotel prices going up. It's not always a great thing, especially during mm-hmm. peak travel seasons, but hey man, so the mm-hmm. point is if you want your passport, even in an expedited situation. They are saying that they're prioritizing, prioritizing, uh, quote unquote, life and death situations, medical emergency kind of stuff. They are doing that, but it's still going to take some time. So if you're on the fence about getting your passport, yeah, get it in now and prepare just basically for 2024, right? You know, or at least the end of this year, something like that. I wouldn't book a trip. Out of the country for the end of August and hope your passport's in. It's, it ain't going to happen. <laughs>
1: it will not happen. I don't no.
0: think so. Uh, speaking of overseas news that actually hits close to home. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, we could actually, actually file this under say what, but I thought it was too funny to leave to the end of the show. Basically in early February, a group of people from the Netherlands, uh, reached out to officials at a local casino here for pictures for detailed pictures of the outside of their building why because this group of people uh built a float modeled after boulder <laughs> station casino for a local village float parade uh entry for their village this village has about 500 uh, residents and the name of the village is something i am going to absolutely uh Butcher. Just butcher. Uh, it's <laughs> called M- Marari, <laughs> Marari Ah, That is not it. Um, but I tried. Okay, it's a small I'm not village.
1: even going to try. It's
0: M-O-A-R-R-E. <laughs> I don't know how that actually is, is sounded out. Uh, but it's in the Netherlands. It's about 500 people big. Uh, and if you've never been to Las Vegas, or if you have been to Las Vegas and you've never left the Strip, and you don't know what Boulder Station Casino is. How would you describe Boulder Station <laughs> Casino?
1: Boulder Station Casino is one that even when you drive by it, you're probably not going to bother to look off the highway over mm. in its direction.
0: Yeah. Um that's just, it's like a locals. It's, it's very yeah. much a locals casino.
1: I I pulled up when I saw this, I pulled up pictures of Boulder Station because I honestly couldn't remember what it looked like. Um, and yeah. I have it right here and it's Interesting, I guess. I just, I think if I was going to build a float that resembled a casino in Las Vegas, this would not be my first choice. So I'm curious how they stumbled across yeah. Boulder Station how, and how made that decided. decision.
0: I think, uh, the, it says here, the challenge was, was finding a suitable casino to recreate. After all, Vegas does have a lot of casinos. Not all of them, I guess, would be easy to do maybe Excalibur, New York, New uh-huh. York, something like that. That would be pretty extensive. But uh the float for itself, it wasn't just the the plane building of mm-hmm. the outside of uh, uh Boulder Station. They also had the like the turnstile uh um like the sevens and the all mm-hmm. of that stuff from the uh, like uh the slot machines yeah slot machines that's what I was trying to say. I was thinking roulette, but that's not <laughs> it. And had, it was like real and working so it was oh, you know, it was going and hidden the cherries and the sevens and stuff like that. So a lot of fun stuff. I just thought it was super interesting that, number one, if you're at the Boulder Station and you just randomly get an email like, hey, this is – uh his name was Pe- Petrus? I'm probably – Petrus, something like that. Uh And he reached out to him via Facebook and going, hey, can I have a bunch of pictures of your architecture? They probably were like, what the hell? <laughs> is? I mean –
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, looking at this picture right now, it does have some interesting, um, I I don't know if you call it turrets or spires or things around the outside of the building. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's what they were drawn to. But I, I I didn't see the picture of the finished float. I am very genuinely curious Mm. how close the float looks to. To the actual casino, or if they just used it as inspiration.
0: That's funny. Well, there you go. Congratulations to them. By the way, they did win first prize in their village float parade. So, hey, (laughs) Las Vegas. Look, (laughs) we will tell you this. We've traveled a lot of places in the world, and everywhere we go, people know Las Vegas. It doesn't matter what country, the language barrier, whatever. They know Las Vegas. A lot of them aspire one day to come to Las Vegas, and now we're having floats in the Netherlands built <laughs> after locals, casinos here in Las Vegas. There you go. I love it, so congratulations to them. When we come back, we're going to ta- uh, talk more Vegas news. The Sphere, the magical sphere, the newest addition to the skyline here in Vegas has come to life, and all kinds of uh, shows with it. And Dita Von Tees has a new residency just for Las Vegas to kind of capture some of that old magic, right? It's unscaled. Keep it right here.
2: Hi, I'm Ronnie, the tax lady. Do you or your business owe money to the IRS? Then call me today and get qualified for CNC tax status and you won't pay the IRS a dime. That's right. If you qualify for financial hardship through the CNC program, you won't pay the IRS a dime. Call now and speak with a tax professional. 800-927-4423. That's 800-927-4423. Or go to RonnieTheTaxLady.com
0: hi everyone welcome back to unscaled it's jeremy long the full metal traveler i want to thank you so much for joining us each and every week you can check out past episodes past interviews and follow along with my uh, blog everywhere i go i try to blog a little bit about our our adventures uh fullmetaltraveler.com check it out i invite you um and I say our adventures because today I, my uh, co-host is my beautiful, loving wife, Amy. Hey there.
1: Hello. Looking great. Oh, thank Always
0: you. looking The best looking co-host I've ever had.
1: <laughs> you have to say that.
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, we've been, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, some fun stuff. A long time. It's going to be a long wait if you're just now getting your passport in for renewal or for getting it for the first time. We also chatted a little bit about some fun with friends in the Netherlands who built a working float modeled after Boulder Station Casino. Yes, they did win first prize in their village float parade. Now some more Vegas news. And a little bit later, we're going to talk how you can conquer jet lag. We'll have some tips for you. And then a little say what a little bit later, a few minutes later. Okay, so uh, July 4th was a fun time. Um it's usually fun here in Las Vegas. I know the neighborhood lit up with fireworks. The strip does a whole thing. Uh casinos, I mean, well, I guess casinos around the uh the valley they you know pop some fireworks. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. they celebrate the 4th. I, I don't know why America loves to blow up fireworks on 4th. I wonder when that started. When did that actually start?
1: I do not know, but on the 5th I was on a a call with A colleague from Europe and they asked me if if we had fun blowing things up your exact phrase um, on our country's birthday and all I could do was laugh and say of course
0: (laughs) yeah of course we did
1: what else are we gonna do we Uh, get in the pool we grill some burgers we blow things up it's just what we do
0: uh, there's a lot of memes going around now on the fourth and they just call us ungrateful colonials (laughs) treasonous ungrateful colonials you know what wear it with pride uh <laughs> the for the last uh year or so uh the news has been that we have been getting a bunch of changes to our skyline here now vegas is not long on uh you know we we don't really i mean we we take care of our history we appreciate it we share it as much as possible especially like the old stuff ties to the mob uh, ties to Elvis, ties to Frank Sinatra, and everyone. We celebrate it every chance we get, but we're not very sentimental about the buildings and things like. We tear oh, no. down old stuff and rebuild on top of it the next day. Right. That's how Vegas has been built, right? And yeah. they always say Vegas is built on losers.
1: It's an ever-changing skyline when you <laughs> yeah. knock down one building just to build another one right on top of it.
0: So we've gotten some some new things over the year. Like the most recent one was probably Allegiant Stadium. Uh, the new home for the uh, NFL's uh, Las Vegas Raiders. We're talking about baseball stadiums now and, and basketball stadiums, all kinds of stuff. We got something very interesting, uh, a one of its kind so far. Uh, new addition, and it just came, really came to life on the 4th of July. And it's lit up, and now people are kind of understanding what this thing is. And forever, it was called the Madison Square Garden Sphere. And it is a giant sphere. Uh now it's simply they've simply simply shortened it to Sphere or the Vegas Sphere as the uh mm-hmm. as their website is. It's actually the Sphere Vegas, whatever. Uh but it's this giant interactive
1: It's a venue, venue. really yeah. for for it sounds like for concerts, for um interactive experiences the website says it's an immersive experience mm-hmm. uh, which includes seat haptics movements visual effects strobing lights noise effects and atmospheric simulations inside
0: yeah. it is the first of its kind it is like n- the newest latest technology about immersion into these experiences and uh we didn't really know what to think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just was on the outside. It's black and it's covered in, I think, are LED lights. It's yeah, probably something it's
1: else. As, uh, LED screens. I was yep. trying to find how many, but yeah. I cannot find that information anywhere.
0: Uh, but it, it, you know, they announced that it was coming to life. It would have a patriotic display. And since the 4th, it has been doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, this morning or yesterday morning, I believe, uh, it, it was a giant, I mean, photorealistic basketball uh in time for nba summer league that's here that happens every summer
1: right
0: and it has the display saying nba summer league and everything but it looks like a giant basketball not like a a cartoon of a basketball in the sky or on the, the the horizon or whatever but an actual, have you seen these pictures? Uh, it looks, yeah,
1: I'm looking at the one of the eyeball right now. Yeah, and it a, a truly of looks things. like an eyeball.
0: So they've had the the basketball for Summer League. They did the 4th of July display. An eyeball that was looking around and blinking and different things. And now like all kinds of uh, uh, just like, uh, what do they call it? Like alien looking abstract things right. are just flowing and lights and everything. It is just amazing to see and i haven't even seen it in person i've only seen pictures and video and it right. kind of makes me want to drive down to the strip yeah
1: i mean i think it's a show on the inside and the outside yeah, so even if absolutely if you don't make it into the sphere for whichever show mm-hmm. you could sit outside and watch it for hours i, I imagine it is constantly changing it's not just a static image. So,
0: could you imagine not knowing about this? And then you turn. <laughs> what is is that Sahara? Or is that sands that you turn on? Right it's,
1: on sands. It's, it's on sand. It's connected sands. to the Venetian, it says.
0: Yeah, it's connected to the Venetian. You turn on there and you see a giant eyeball.
1: <laughs> and it's
0: realistic looking. There's no cartooning. I'm just effect. thinking
1: about people flying in yeah. at night. They have <laughs> no idea this is there.
0: <laughs> They've had video of people going, What the hell is this? Like coming in on airplanes and you're seeing just. Whatever show that they're putting on now with this thing. And that at first I was like, what the heck is this? What is this? I I
1: have to admit, I didn't understand.
0: I didn't understand. And now I'm getting it. And now I'm like, this is perfectly Vegas. Right. I don't know. Outside of maybe New York.
1: Maybe. Or
0: maybe L.A. There's not another city in the world that you could display something like this. Launch something like this. I have a feeling that from this, they're going to put these... I, oh, right. I can see one being in London. Yeah. I can see one being in, you know, New York or something. I think we're the like prototype
1: oh, and yeah. they will yeah. they will start popping up everywhere. Um I'm very curious to see the inside. It's still not operational inside. They're working on it. But yeah. um I think we might need to take a drive down to the strip this so. weekend and I check think. it out.
0: Or if anyone from the sphere, you know, yeah. wants to uh host us, bring us down there. I would love to do that. Uh so speaking of the actual events, so the two or so that have been Uh, release so far, U2, the band U2 is doing some kind of interactive music experience. They have some sold out shows when?
1: Uh, it says they have four shows, two in September and two in October. Um, it looks like the first two are sold out. Mm -hmm. The second two still have some available seats. However, ticket prices are pretty. Pretty up there, um, especially if you don't quite know what you're getting, I think. To me, that that would be the biggest thing. I, I'm not fully understanding. <laughs> yeah, is it a full concert? Is it is a it concert? A, right, exactly. So know. I, I kind of would like a little more experience or information before I plunk some money down on an immersive experience that I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then uh, probably the – well, not bigger, but different news is – that uh, award winning director, Darren Ar- uh, Aronofsky, who did like The Wrestler back in the day and has done a, just a ton and ton of films. Uh, and I, I think I just messed his name up his name up. But uh, he is directing its first feature, which is called Postcard from Earth. It's uh, the very first show created to take full advantage of the 22nd century technology inside the sphere. And they promise it is going to be unreal. And this is something that I absolutely want to see. Now in Vegas, I don't know. Do you take the edible before or
1: <laughs> do you I'll want be, you to it? It can only enhance the experience, right?
0: Really. Oh, <laughs> you going to be tripping, bro. If this thing is anything like I think you are going to lose your freaking <laughs> mind. So anyway, the sphere is open for business. You can check out more of their stuff, the spherevegas.com, YouTube and uh, a feature interactive, uh, Thing I don't know what do you call these things. Uh, from Darren Aronofsky is going to be happening, so check that out. Also, brand new on the strip, uh, Dita Von tees who right. is you know very famous for I don't know she she does like the pinup doll, stuff, right? She, is that right? Uh, she does a lot. She's of things. the
1: queen of burlesque. So, and yeah. if you don't know what burlesque is, it is not uh stripping. It is the art of tease. Okay. So it's it is some clothing does. Come off, it's but like not all of it. Yes. Like okay. But it's more the revealing mm-hmm. of, you know, in a in a teasing way. There you go. Uh so <laughs> yeah, I've I've never seen Adita Vonti's show, but you know, heard a lot about it. Yeah. And it looks like she has decided to to uh bring her talents. D- yeah, bring her talents <laughs> to Vegas. Uh
0: so she has a new <laughs> Vegas residency at uh Horseshoe, which is the former uh, hair. Bollies. uh, Bollies. Mm -hmm. Where Jubilee used to be. Jubilee was the last uh, showgirl, like, you know, the showgirls where where they had the feathers on their head and all of that. So, that was the last of its kind. And it ran from 1981 until 2016. We actually have a good friend who was a Jubilee Dancer, a showgirl. Yeah. Uh, um. And uh, I know a lot of people were very sad when it went away, but um, now she's kind of bringing it back in this burlesque residency, and it's going to be big, and it's opulent, and it's Vegas. And I don't think I mean there aren't too many people I would say are better, uh, a, a better host of this than Dita Von Tees. Right. And so these tickets are starting to go on sale, uh, with an opening also in October. So the Sphere. Opens formally, the inside of it, near October. Dita Von T's October. Is there any coincidence? I don't know. Is there any going to be crossover? We're going to get a big giant Dita Von T's head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I was going to go we'll a different see. direction, but maybe, I got to keep this maybe PG. Maybe something else. But, uh... <laughs> uh,
0: oh, just a bunch of dudes just standing out there staring you at us. You know,
1: girl. you come to Vegas for a show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, when, we, when we come back we are going to talk uh, the, you know, I don't know how to segue this either uh, <laughs> conquering jet lag how do you conquer jet lag well our friends from comfy north have some suggestions so stick around if you uh, if it you know jet lag sucks so you're going to want to beat that and then later on we're going to have some say what if you're not already saying it you're going to say it then this is unscaled we'll be back in just a second <laughs>
2: Hi, I'm Ronnie, the tax lady. Do you or your business owe money to the IRS? Then call me today and get qualified for CNC tax status and you won't pay the IRS a dime. That's right. If you qualify for financial hardship through the CNC program, you won't pay the IRS a dime. Call now and speak with a tax professional. 800-927-4423. That's 800-927-4423. Or go to RonnieTheTaxLady.com.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Unscaled. It's Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler. Thanks for joining us. We're having some fun here. We hope you're having fun with us, having some laughs. We were just talking about uh, new shows coming from the sphere in Vegas and also a new residency by the queen of burlesque, Dita Von Teese. Earlier, we chatted a little bit about uh, the waiting forever times now for the U.S. passports. You better get those in as soon as possible. And, of course, our friends in the Netherlands who – I just ruined that. The Netherlands. The Netherlands. There you go. Who built a working model of Boulder Station Casino. That's still so funny. Uh, And won first place in a village float parade there in the the, uh, Netherlands. So good for them. Um, And I don't know what they won. I guess I should find that out. Maybe what, what they want a trip win? to
1: Vegas to go see the real Boulder City. They should. Or Boulder Station, not they Boulder They should.
0: City. I think Boulder Station should have them and bring the float, too.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, they can do it. Our casinos <laughs> can do anything. Um, So now, you know, we're talking about uh, international trips, and, and uh, this kind of ties into our own family experience. A couple of weeks ago, we went to Japan, Uh, spent well, uh, roughly uh, 10 days yeah. Uh, in Japan, uh Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, we kind of we went around and did some things. Uh going there was one one experience. Coming back was a totally different experience as far as jet lag right. is concerned. And man man man, we had some issues on the return side of the jet lag experience all of us, all four of us did. Right. Um uh, our friends over at um Comfy North which is, you know, a website that helps uh, gives you tips and and like travel tips and things like that. Well, Alex Savvy from Comfy North compiled a list of ways that travelers can avoid or hope to or will help to avoid the effects of jet lag. So we're gonna kind of come through these and how you know how it could relate to her own jet lag experience. So first off, you know uh, I think the trip going there, we left here and flew to LAX. We got a flight from LAX to Narita, Narita uh, Airport outside of Tokyo. I think the trip over there was 11 hours. It was a long trip. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, but for the most part, we kind of, I mean, we were tired when we got there. It was the evening time when we got to Tokyo and to our airport, I mean, our uh, hotel. Right. But we kind of hit the ground running, you know. We well, were
1: I think it helped because we flew all day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we kind of napped a little bit on the flight, but by the time we got there, it was nighttime. So it was sort of natural to go to sleep. We got
0: some food and we went to sleep and hit the ground the next day. I
1: mean, I still woke up in the middle of the night, but that's nothing new for me to do that. But I think we were kind of already on, on that schedule because Mm -hmm. of the way, uh, you know, time zones work. We we flew one direction for eleven hours and lost an entire day, yeah. but it, it worked for us. But coming back, flying the other direction across the time zone, it wow, it was brutal. It,
0: it, I mean, the flight itself was shorter. Um, I think it was ten hours compared to eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think we even actually landed ahead of A schedule. Early, uh, before that, and then of course we flew from LAX back to Vegas. But it was the next couple of days where we all found ourselves just dragging, waking up at odd hours, staying up. Uh, I know one point you got up at like two, a couple of (laughs) nights in a row, two or three o'clock in the morning and then you were up and and uh, I was the same way. Our kids were the same way. We just found it impossible to get.
1: You couldn't stay awake for an extended period of time, but you couldn't stay asleep either. (laughs) So we were all sleeping in these like three and four hour chunks of time for about a week until we were able to kind of get back on a schedule and you if you've never had jet lag, you can't really comprehend it. I've never had it on this level before, so I thought, oh, a couple of days, mm, mm-hmm. you know we we were flying back on Thursday evening. I thought by Monday, I'll be fine. I think Monday and Tuesday were the hardest days for me. yeah, I could not stay awake during yeah. the day while I was trying to do my job, <laughs> it was a little problematic, <laughs> yeah,
0: so Alex's first point, and there's four points on this, uh and these are just tips to hopefully help. Uh, Alex travels a lot. He travels extensively overseas and everything. So I trust what he has to say here. his first point is gradually adjusting your schedule. Uh, This is about like adjusting your internal body clock. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) That was a mistake. (laughs) That was not a joke. Oops. (laughs) I pushed a button. Uh, This is about adjusting (laughs) your internal body clock. No, no snare there. No rim shot. There you go. Uh, To the new time zone. Easier said than done sometimes. But, you know, so if you're, uh, for instance, if you're traveling east, try going to bed one hour earlier each day. Sometimes that's possible. I mean, if you work and things like that, you know, depending on your work schedule, sometimes it's easier said than done. But if you're going east, try adjusting your, uh, try going to bed one hour earlier. Conversely, if you're headed west, do the opposite now, I don't know how it, like Tokyo is an extreme example because we are from Vegas we are sixteen hours right I think uh behind whatever
2: yes yes we're yeah.
0: behind them sixteen hours, so i don't I, I knew you can't flip your schedule sixteen hours, but I think doing it a little bit at a time the weeks ahead of time, one or two hours can maybe shave off a little bit of the jet lag feeling. And especially as you start getting ready to come back home, but I know you're if you're if you're on vacation, the last thing you want to do is start taking hours off of right. your time to do stuff. But this is all about avoiding jet lag, especially if you're susceptible to it. I'm hit or miss. Sometimes I'm okay. Sometimes, like you know, return home from Tokyo, it's it was harder on me. But uh, so first point, gradually adjusting your schedule. Second point, stay hydrated. It sounds simple enough. We, yeah. we talk about that all the time in Vegas, but, uh, avoiding alcohol and caffeine during flights. Both of these are notorious for their dehydrating effects. And instead he recommends drinking plenty of water. And, uh, eat. that seems easy, yeah. but man, uh, even on those flights to Tokyo and coming back, people were pounding booze. Man.
1: Oh, right. Right. Yeah.
0: And even, I mean, especially the the folks that come to Vegas. Oh. If you're coming to Vegas, it's a party. It is. On every flight coming to Vegas I've ever been on.
1: Yeah. I don't think I've, I've only, I've flown in and out of the city frequently. And I think there's only been one flight I've ever been on that I didn't see people consuming alcohol on the way into Vegas. getting
0: blitzed, man. I mean, before they even get on the plane. Right. Some of these people, I've seen, I saw one guy. That, like his, you could tell they were doing a weekend at Bernie's with this guy. <laughs> he was in line with his friends and I don't know how they even let him on the plane, but they were pregaming gaming so hard because they were still screaming out, Vegas! Right. You know? Oh, but, I,
1: I, one flight coming back from the East Coast, um, a a group of friends, female friends were not able to get on the flight because they had already consumed so much in the airport. Wow. The gate agents would not let them board.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. And
1: they were not happy. But, you know, if you can barely stand up, who's liable for that?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, because you get on the plane and not only are they susceptible to getting sick, but also usually they want more alcohol. Right. And have you seen how people are acting on planes these days? (laughs) Jeez. you know That whole situation. Handle the problem before. But in, in fairness, I have, before we lived in Vegas, we moved to Vegas about 10 years ago. Before we moved to Vegas. I was on a flight home from Vegas once and I was the last por- person aboard cuz I was still in the bathroom yakking. <laughs> so this is the
1: man of married people
0: and I understand. Yeah. I did it to myself. Uh so first gradually adjust your schedule, two stay hydrated, three seek light exposure. What does that mean? Uh it's um Alex Savvy, the person who put this together, swears by the power of light exposure and resetting our internal body clocks. And he says, after arrival, spend as much time as possible outside during daylight hours. The natural light exposure can help realign your rhythm, your body's rhythm, not Rhythm Nation, but your body's rhythm. With the local time, which I do actually believe in.
1: You do. You always say you're like a bird. If somebody puts a blanket over your head and it's dark, you're going to sleep. And then how do I wake you up every morning? I open our blackout curtains to let light in the room and you wake up.
0: Dude, if you turn out the lights in this room right now, I would go to sleep.
1: He is not joking, I'm a
0: toddler when it comes to this (laughs) stuff. My body's good. My temple. But it's very Mm. dark in my temple. Uh, Well, you have... We have those heavy curtains. Uh, (laughs) So so gradually adjust your schedule, stay hydrated, seek a light exposure. So, you know, stay out in the light, get used to the new day and nighttime. Your body's good at adjusting. Just giving it some, just giving it some help. And finally, number four, get rest during your flight. Now this, (laughs) this should go without, I mean, like stay hydrated, right? You think, you think you know things, but you and I—I I mean, how many flights have we been on just in the last couple of years? A, a, a lot. lot. Okay. How many times have you ag- have you Me? actually slept during flights? Because mm-hmm. I'm talking to a normal person. Maybe, uh,
1: maybe once or twice. Okay. And we've taken some overnight flights. And we've taken and overnight I, flights. I may doze off for ten minutes here or there, but I do not sleep on planes. Mm. You, however. <laughs> <laughs> You're I, passed out before we even back out from the gate. Before <laughs>
0: we even start taxiing to the runway, I can be out. And so I actually have to... The last few flights, I've actually fought mm-hmm. to stay awake. One, because I like think the last couple of flights have been very short. Right. The, at least the legs. Like the LAX to uh, Vegas and everything. And I'm like, don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. You know, be, be an adult. Like, don't go to sleep. And I still... <laughs> zonk out the problem is when i go to sleep on planes i tend to snore
1: he is not quiet folks. i am a
0: mouth open just dead to the world (laughs) it is some of the best sleep i get did you not tell
1: me a a few trips ago when i did not go on with you you woke up to someone filming you
0: oh yeah (laughs) filming me just from across the aisle that and you know how you get that like dry throat thing like i knew i was snoring so that's why they were filming me Mouth open is just uh, everything. So
1: I, I agree. Try to get rest during a flight, but there may be a limit to how much rest you get during the <laughs> uh, flight.
0: You know, some people after they pass away, they get frozen to be woken up. Hopefully in the future, <laughs> all you'd have to do to me is just put a blanket over my head and stick me on a plane <laughs> and I will never wake up. Uh, I would, that is where just like, a, like the, <laughs> the pharaohs of old just build a tumor on me right there. Uh, so thank you, Alex, having from, I don't know, from Comfy North for the tips. Hope you uh, can help beat some jet lag for your well, your travel this summer. Uh, so when we come back, we're going to have some, if that wasn't ridiculous enough, these last couple of things we've talked about, we're going to have Say What, which is our time to have some fun and talk about some ridiculous travel news. This is Unscaled. We'll be right back.
2: I'm Ronnie the Tax Lady. Do you or your business owe money to the IRS? Then call me today and get qualified for CNC tax status and you won't pay the IRS a dime. That's right. If you qualify for financial hardship through the CNC program, you won't pay the IRS a dime. Call now and speak with a tax professional. 800-927-4423. That's 800-927-4423. Or go to RonnieTheTaxLady.com.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Unscaled. It's Jeremy Long, the Full Metal Traveler. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you join us each and every week. We talk travel, not only here in Las Vegas, what's going on here, but across the world. And uh, this week, I'm joined by my co-host, is my beautiful wife, who's also a, a emerging author in the world of romance and literature and uh, children's books and uh, everything <laughs> of that nature. Amy, how are you?
1: I am good. Yeah, are having to be fun here. Yeah. Dude,
0: we're having fun of this. Show.
1: Yeah, so far we're still married. Oh, there you go. So, that's good. Now
0: mm-hmm. oh, well, we we got a few more things here that I I think if I suggested at least one of these things to you that we're going <laughs> to talk about during say what, you'd probably question <laughs> question uh, our time together.
1: You know, sometimes you just question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you do it anyway, right? So, uh, you know, earlier we talked New things happening here in Vegas. The Sphere, the giant sphere, the new addition to our skyline, is now up and active, showing all kinds of interactive displays on the outside. A basketball for Summer League, 4th of July, stuff, Star Spangle Banner kind of stuff. And then, of course, the giant eyeball, which all has to do with Vegas. I don't know. Uh, and then in a couple of months, the inside will open and we'll have shows by U2 and also from director Darren Aronofsky about um, Planet Earth. Uh, basically. So this thing is really cool. And of course the international queen of burlesque Dita Montese, has a new show and, uh, it's going to be a long time. If you're just not getting your passport information into either renew it or get it for the first time, you're going to be waiting until trumpet sound and Christ returns. You're going to be waiting. So good luck.
1: The so plan ahead.
0: Yeah. The <laughs> plan for next year's travel, right. international travel. um, Now, okay, this is one of our favorite segments. This is tongue-in-cheek stuff. Not making fun, just having some laughs. And this is what we call Say What? Say what? Okay, so, look, we were just in Japan. We told you about our jet lag experiences and stuff uh, of that nature. But now, Japan Airlines, always trying to innovate. Always looking forward, never looking back. Japan Airlines will now rent clothes to passengers on overseas flights.
1: You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. Companies have been renting clothes uh, for really? a while now. You can rent clothes. Yeah, I mean, there's. Probably the biggest company, most well-known company, let me say, is Rent the Runway, and they typically have more designer labels. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, if I needed you know, an outfit for a big fancy event and I didn't want to buy a dress, I could rent one from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think when people travel, a lot of times they tend to overpack because you don't know what all you're going to need. So this could be a really good solution However, mm. I think about it more from the women's standpoint of, I have to try on clothes to know if they're going to fit me. So nice. how does that work? Because it says you basically go on their website, sign up, and they will deliver sets of clothing to your hotel. But what happens if they don't fit? I mean, I, I haven't gone into the program to dig more into it, but that, that was my first thought was what mm-hmm. happened if these clothes don't fit? Do I get more clothes delivered immediately? Am I stuck with these?
0: What, right. How does hey, cause, that work? Because not all body types, of exactly. course, are, are alike. And, and uh, yeah, I can see that being a problem. Now, of course, the first question people are asking, just like I did, was why? Why do Why an airline? Why would an airline do this? Right. I can see the runway stuff and, and, and things like that if you want to dress up for a nice you know, uh, a really swanky shindig, I don't know, uh, and you want to rent runway-style clothes, but why would an airline do this? Well, it has to do with their efforts to cut down carbon emissions from these flights overseas and everything. So, and like, how, how would that wait? Because it reduces the weight of the Japan Airlines aircraft overall if people bring less clothes with them. So you're checking less bags, less weight, I guess.
1: I assume less, net. less weight means they don't use as much yeah, they fuel? don't.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they don't use as much fuel. They don't burn as much fuel. And so they're like, leave your clothes at home and we will rent you clothes here. I, I understand. I understand. Because like to our trip to Japan, I brought way too many clothes. I did too. Half the clothes I brought, I didn't wear. It was so hot.
1: It, it was so hot. But I will say we were not expecting it to be that hot and honestly to sweat that much that we <laughs> yeah. we were not able to re-wear clothes unless, mm-hmm. until we found a place to do laundry. So in a way, it was good that we packed extra. I think we just packed extra clothes that we were not going to use based on the activities we ended yep. up at.
0: Yeah. So uh, basically how it works is to reserve clothing, travelers must register online with Japan Airlines. Uh, Use your your reference number from your booked flight and your hotel address, because that's where they're going to bring the clothes. Uh, Travelers should make their reservations at least a month before traveling, and you can use the clothing for up to two weeks. So travelers can choose uh, from different sets of clothing organized by season and occasion Casual, smart casual, or a mix. A basic rental starts at 4,000 yen, or just over $27, for three tops and two bottoms. So, uh, it's uh, that, that goes on to note that uh, Japan Airlines isn't the first to send clothing rentals to a traveler's hotel in 2021. Rent the runway. Oh, that's what you actually were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's not necessarily new, but it is... I can see this catching on,
1: actually. It's interesting that the airline is the one doing yeah. this. Um, but once you think about it from their standpoint of
0: less bags, less bags, less, less fuel, to, yeah. less
1: carbon emissions, it, it kind of does make sense. So I'm curious to see how this goes. I think mm-hmm. people may, may buy into this trend.
0: Yeah. I like it. Uh, another trend that I could see becoming a full time thing, uh, is a new service called dial a pilot now dial a pilot uh is a service that will connect pilots with nervous flyers to discuss any of their concerns to help ease a fear of flying
1: i don't know that that would work for me I don't personally have a fear of flying, <laughs> but hearing the science behind flying, uh, I don't think actually
0: I don't <laughs> would I, work for me. I, I okay. Now this is coming from like me. Uh, until just a few years ago, I was a very nervous flyer. Yes, you, you were. know this. I, I usually had to have a couple of drinks or some pills, or, or not like bad pills, like you know some mm-hmm. pills that would kind of make me drowsy mm-hmm. to just take the edge off because I was such a nervous mm-hmm. flyer. And it wasn't until I started flying more uh, and just accepted my fate that I was locked into this metal <laughs> tube in the air, like a so like an ancient that, God. So saying that, saying <laughs> that,
1: if you were to get on a fifteen-minute call with a pilot and he explained turbulence to you, would that have helped you?
0: I don't know. I don't. You know. I honestly don't know. I don't. I don't know how a fifteen-minute chat can help explain anything. And like fear. It's like if I got on a 15 minute chat with a mountain climber (laughs) and he described like, hey man, you know, it's not the fall that kills you. It's the sudden stop. I don't know if that would necessarily ease my fear of heights you know, and going into mountain climbing. I don't you know, but I feel for people who do have that that fear of flying. In fact, uh, it was on one of the one of our recent flights. Did you I, I was wondering if you heard this lady about two rows behind us on our flight back from, I think we were so tired. Maybe you didn't hear, but we were going from LA or LAX to Vegas and like two rows behind us, a lady and her mother were flying and the lady kept like breathing into a bag because she had such a, Oh, you didn't. I didn't hear any of that. All I was thinking was this lady's going to get mid flight and start freaking out. And she was explaining to the complete stranger, by the way, who was sitting beside both of them, like her fear, her phobia of flying, and the guy was very nice and he was just like kind of talking to her, not trying to like diagnose her, but just talking to her in a very friendly way and like keep her calm. So I do have that empathy. Yeah. For people who had that fear of flying because I was one of them. And now I just go to sleep, like I said <laughs> earlier. Um, but I don't know if the 15 minutes with a pilot will actually, like, are the pilots trained? No. This no. Thing?
1: This This article, it's interesting because it's, Basically, this dialapilot.com was started by a pilot who said a friend of his or a friend of the family would call him before every flight because she was nervous to fly and she Mm. would ask him questions about flying and turbulence and things like that. And he started talking to other pilots and they said they get the same phone calls. So they got together and started this kind of therapy. I don't I don't know where it falls in yeah. in that realm, but um I, they said the most common questions they get are about turbulence and what would happen if an airplane engine fails. I don't think I want to know what would happen if an airplane engine fails.
0: Oh, so you're you're in the surprise me
1: category. I would <laughs> like to be in the ignorant bliss category. <laughs>
0: uh, just surprise me. <laughs> Just, just let it all be a new. Experience. Well, it's
2: it's
1: kind of like when you're on the plane and they start doing all the safety demonstrations. Do they mm-hmm. really expect people to remember that if this plane's shooting out of the air towards the water? I'm not going to recall where my exits are. And I, where I think people,
0: the- I think people have a good understanding of if the mass drop,
1: right, that part. Okay. But are you going to remember where the life? preserver is and how to mm. blow it Mm-mm.
0: up i don't know <laughs> and if we're flying over the appalachians what are the chances <laughs> that we're gonna land in some water where right. all that's gonna come well anyway i don't want to talk about all that because no. i don't want to <laughs> freak people out uh the service is pretty simple though all you need to do is head to their web, uh, website dial a pilot.com all one word and book a 15 minute call at a time that's convenient for you very convenient for you the service <laughs> itself for a 15 minute flight. Uh call. with a pilot 15 or, minute I mean call. a 15 minute call not a flight Uh, with a pilot is $50 so you know there you go Uh, and you can talk to all manner of pilots who fly 747s to commuter jets and you can ask them anything you want in those 15 minutes relating to airline <laughs> stuff <laughs> I don't want to leave it out there you can't talk to them about anything but you know most things most things involving all of that so there you go. Some services that might help you out. A little say what. It's a little funny, a little tongue-in-cheek, a little, <laughs> little all the time. We hope you had fun today. We certainly did. Thank yeah. you so much, Amy, for joining us. I'm glad to be
1: here. I think we'll do
0: this again. It was we're, fun. I think the consensus is we're staying married.
1: Mm, for now.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> Until the next episode. Thank you so much for everyone here at Full Metal Traveler. We appreciate you tuning in, visiting our website, and sharing everything. Uh, I'm Jeremy Long. We I'm will Amy see you.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. I don't think I get to do that. Uh, We'll see you next time right here on Unscaled.
2: Ronnie the Tax Lady. Do you or your business owe money to the IRS? Then call me today and get qualified for CNC tax status and you won't pay the IRS a dime. That's right. If you qualify for financial hardship through the CNC program, you won't pay the IRS a dime. Call now and speak with a tax professional. 800-927-4423. That's 800-927-4423. Or go to RonnieTheTaxLady.com.